This episode is brought to you by Bolt and Barrel Oil. Bolt and Barrel is a premium synthetic graphene-infused all-purpose lubricant that will outperform anything on the market. The graphene in Bolt and Barrel's formula creates a microscopic separation in between metal-on-metal contacts. Great for farms, bicycles, power tools, or anything that needs a high-performance lubricant. Bolt and Barrel is a veteran-owned company and available online at www.boltandbarreloil.com as well as select retailers around the country. Check them out on Instagram at Bolton Barrel Oil. Again, that's www.boltonbarreloil.com and use promo code scrolling for 10% off at checkout. This episode has also been brought to you by Cloverstone Digital Group. Cloverstone Digital Group has been in the business since 2003. They've helped everyone from a one-person business with a small budget like myself to national retailers with a $35 million budget. They're helping me with my business and they can help you too. You can find them on Instagram at Cloverstone Digital Group or www.cloverstonedigital.com. They're offering free consultations. Just let them know that Tom sent you. Again, that's www.cloverstonedigital.com or on Instagram at Cloverstone Digital Group. What is up, y'all? What is up, man? Welcome to another episode of Scrolling Through Life with Tom Brahani, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, I got my Ranger brother, man. Andy Santiago, man, uh, Ranger, Green Beret, uh, retired, uh, and getting to the stocks, man, family man. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. Uh, it's been a while, man, since I seen you. Um, I think last time I saw you was here, <laughs> no, I right? I remember last time I saw you in real life. Yeah, you man. Know, we don't have to talk about that, but yeah. I remember last time I saw you in real life. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, man, let's... So let's just start from the beginning, man, like kind of like your background and stuff and, 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 and why you chose to come into uh, the Army. <laughs> Great. I mean, I'm the fourth, like I tell my friends now, I'm the fourth gump of living life. Like I've never tried to do anything. I just end up doing stuff. <laughs> you know? like, I didn't know I was good at track in high school until I ran track. Somehow right. I ran track in college. Right. And I didn't know I was, my best friend joined the Army one day. I was like, hey, I'll go with you. Right. That's how I joined the Army. It wasn't planned. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to be an Army Ranger or anything like that. In fact, I had no clue until, in fact, I tell this story to a lot of people. I thought I was in basic training until I put that tambourine on my head and someone told me that, hey, you know, you you finished basic training like three months ago, right? Shut the fuck up. You're going to a unit now. No. Me and little Ryan Corder, me and him went through everything together. Really? And he was like, yeah. I met him at 30th AG. He was a little guy right in front of me, getting our <laughs> shot. Loud mouth, little turd. Right, and I was right. Like, Dude, shut up. You're going to get us in trouble. And I never got rid of him until, I mean, obviously he died. But right, right. Before that, it was just like, Dude, what are we doing? He's like, just come this way. We're going to go jump out of planes. Like, sure, let's go. So did- and then we jumped out of planes. So did so did you go in with the option forty or was it like like, no, like one of those so things that basic? I actually didn't know I was an eighteen X ray until I went to the Q course. What seven years ago? And I looked at my original contract. Oh really? So when I was in when I was in basic, I mean I signed the line like my friend did. I was like, whatever you guys got going on in two thousand four, let's do it. Right. I just want to be in the army. Like you're an eighteen X ray with special forces and ten. I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. I'm in. And it wasn't until in basic, uh, since I ran track, I ran like a 10 and a half minute, two mile. Apparently that's pretty fucking fast in the army. So I matched my TT test. And then one day the drill sergeant came up to me. He's like, Hey, we got this contract. You want to be a ranger? I was like, sure. I don't know what that is. He's like, sign here, dude. 
Right. And just like good private, I signed there and he's like, cool, you can jump out of airplanes now too. I was like, sure. I thought I was doing that anyway. And that's how I got my option 40. They, they gave it to me in basic like last uh, two weeks I was there just because I had a high PT score. Did you even, did you even know anything about Rangers at the time? Cause like, I didn't, no. cause like I didn't know shit no about clue. Raiders really. Yeah. No clue. I had nothing, no idea <laughs> what the hell I was doing. Right. I, I jumped out. I finished airborne school and I remember standing outside in the little black top of quarter. He's like, this is going to happen. He's like, what happens? Like the Rangers that come get us like, okay, they can't be that bad. These, these airborne guys weren't too bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible mistake. Horrible. Because I had Ruben, Fader. Yeah. I had I had the montage of hate of all of them. And then they were just like they picked up like grab your bags. And then I met Size Love up at the the Sergeant Size Love, E five at the time. Right. And up being my platoon sergeant like years later. But some E five, he's like, There's three hundred of you showing up here today. We got room for hundred and fifty of you. Oh wow. I was like, Well shit. I mean, how are they going to pick people? Like, do they pick names? Like, do they draw straws? Like, how do they pick? Nah, bro. We're going to go until 150 people are left standing. <laughs> and that's oh, what we did for like nine hours until 150 people are left standing. And that's what started the RIP class. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was gross. Because you went it through, so gross. you went through, uh, 04, you said? No, yeah, I went, oh, like the very beginning of 05. Okay. Like 04 is when I finished Airborne, I believe. Took that break, and then that January class is when we all showed back up and went straight to rip. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, bro, Ruben, that was a scary motherfucker, man. Scary, big scary. Once you get to know him, <laughs> him and Fader. And I hope you got you both Ruben and Fader are listening to this because you guys are both big teddy bears once you guys once you guys open your mouth. And Rip, I understood. You guys are scary as Fuck. Yeah, like man. Like me, 136 pounds. Yeah. Like soaking wet, looking at Ruben and Fader, like already have combat, you know, CIBs, huge, huge human beings. Right, right. And I'm just like, all right, so I'm going to be one of you guys? Sure. I don't know what you want me to do, but I can run fast. Right. That's about it. And I can take direction. I can do whatever I'm told. So, so that was basically it. What, what were your... Uh, what were your thoughts then when you actually graduated RIP and you got to uh, first bat? Like, like, were you like, hell yeah? Were you like, what the fuck did I get into? <laughs> I, like, again, I thought I was just a regular infantry dude with a different color brain. Ah, uh, I got you. I got you. That's it. I knew, I mean, of course, the RIP, you learn, you learn the history of the Rangers and everything. Right. And my dad used to be in special operations back, back as an Air Force guy. So I kind of knew what special operations were, but I never really knew. I mean, I heard the songs, right. you know, airborne ranger rolling down the street, whatever. I was like, okay, it was an airborne ranger, whatever. Right. But I never knew the exact history behind it. But the more I read, the more I learned the history about it, the more I got the 175 and you forced to learn the history. Right. And that's one thing that I think the newer generation is lacking now, especially in special forces. Right. And I hate saying is we, they don't know the history behind anything. Right. I, I can tell you right now, the moment we showed up, we all knew who Mark Cross and Anthony yeah. were. Oh, right away, man. The, the moment we showed up. Yeah. I showed up to an ODA and we had two KIAs and an ODA and no one on the team knew who they were. Really? They were on the walls, but you didn't know they didn't they couldn't tell them like remember how we used to know who Oh of who, course the weapons numbers. Yeah. We knew the serial number to the weapons. We knew what bird they were on. Yeah. We knew the objective what name, the operation. Yeah. We knew the time they died. 
we knew everything about these dudes and we never met them. Right. That's like one thing I've always tried. Like you have to know where you came from. Again, young PFC, no clue what Rangers were. But right. I, I did have that feeling of respect when I showed up because once I started seeing everything and like hearing everything, this is before social media. Right. Like 2004, I wasn't Googling or Facebooking that's the first true, Rangers Battalion Facebook page, see what to do, you know? That's true, yeah. I was just showing up and seeing the hatred. And I was like, all right, these guys did Copenhagen, they drink and they hate people. Yeah. I can fit in with these people. Awesome. Right. And then right. we go around and do cool shit. So. I mean, it, it was just that initial two or three years of soaking it all in. Like, what am I actually doing in that first deployment, that first mission? Yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it was just like, damn. I remember playing, uh, what was it, Navy SEALs back in the day. Because that's like the game on PlayStation everyone played, right? It was before Call of Duty, whatever. Yeah, you know like, Ghost, saying, like Ghost Recon and all like that, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember, I was like, man, they're putting night vision on me. They're giving me guns. They're giving me a machine gun, let alone a gun. They're giving me a machine gun at 21 years old and saying that I'm allowed to use this on anyone who's a threat to me or my buddies. Right. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I can, all right. I mean, it's overwhelming. I mean, it was overwhelming, but it wasn't, you know? Right. Because at the same time, I was surrounded by dudes who made me feel comfortable. Like, <clears throat> I don't know if you want, I can say names or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like Fletcher, that motherfucker, that dude, like, solid saved my life multiple times. Solid dude, Don't let that go to your head, Fletch. You never really say saved my life. Right. But you did, because the knowledge you, you instilled on me saved me from making stupid decisions out there on the battlefield. Yeah. And you just like... You couldn't read, but here's how you do a battle drill. Cool. But here's how we've done it in real life. Like, here's what you need to learn to pass ranger school, but here's how we've done it in real life, and here's right. how we save our own lives. Because remember, right. it's just, the day, it's just words on paper. I've seen hundreds of leaders, well, what the book say? Bro, who gives a shit what the book says? What's your mind telling you to do right now? Yeah. Put everything you know together, and then let's survive. If you're the dude that has to look at the book every two seconds and know what it right is, I don't want you in my squad. That's I facts, want you to make man. a decision. Yeah. And then after we make the decision, we'll figure it out from there. But if you need to carry that stupid little book around everywhere you go, like you need to memorize that and then you adapt from there. Right. So I was I mean, just, that's life. I was memorize just, the book of life and then adapt from there. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Um, I was just talking to somebody yesterday. Uh, I was talking to Jose Barreri. I don't know if you remember him at all, but I was yeah. but I was talking to him yesterday, and uh, we were just we were talking about the quality of leaderships that we had back at Ranger Battalion. You know what I mean? And I and we were just talking from you know compared to the leaders that that we've all experienced once we or like him and I after we left, you know, and we were just talking about the quality of the of how much they wanted to teach you, how much they actually cared. You know what I mean? It was. It was huge, man, in Ranger Battalion. I think it was like they took their job a lot more serious than than what I saw once I came to SF. You know what I mean? It was a huge, huge difference in in, in the quality of leadership. Um, because here's where I think the difference is: that green beret comes with entitlement. Yeah. The moment you're in that green beret, no matter if you're an X-ray or an E7 season, that green beret is street cred right off the bat. Right. Like you were that. That green beret, everyone assumes you know what the hell you're doing. Right. You wear that tambourine, they're just like, okay, what's that tambourine? Who the fuck are those tambourine guys causing all that havoc over there? Yeah. Because 
we knew that, hey, we don't have fuzzy matter experts. I don't have an 18 Bravo. I don't have an 18 Echo. I don't have a Charlie. But what I do have is nine dudes in my squad that will learn anything. And we can all learn something together. Right. And we didn't have to go to a million different schools to learn it. We were just sitting in this cage and like, right, what do you guys want to learn today? Or let's just go do CQB until we cannot do CQB <laughs> any fucking more. <laughs> Ever again. You know, like until you're sick of it. Yeah. Like I can do CQB in my, in my sleep right now and I haven't yeah. done it in like two years. Yes. But that's like the mentality we had because every time, like that's the one thing I try to instill to like, at least when I became a leader, and I think Fletcher helped me do that too, was... I don't give a shit what people think about you. Right. Like people call you a shit bag at work because you're a shitty ranger. Sure. You're a shitty ranger. Right. Don't let that spill over into your personal life. You're probably a good dad. You probably did good things before you joined the army. Right. You just chose the wrong fucking career path. You're shitty at your job right now. Yeah. What I want you to get to, what I want you to learn is I don't care if you did this for the college money or to take a break from whatever. The moment you put that tambourine on your profession is to do what rangers do. Right. And you would dedicate your life to do that for the next four, 15, 20 years. The moment you can't anymore, leave. Exactly. I'm not making you stay here, bro. I don't care if you don't want to be a ranger. I don't care if you don't like doing this. I want dudes who care. Yep. And, and if you don't want to do it, you're not a shit bag. You just have a different calling in life. Yeah, so man, I don't that's want it. you here if you're going to get me killed. Because at the end of the day, it's not you who's going to die. Is me that's gonna die because I'm gonna see you right. cower behind a wall and me be like, damn, I gotta go save that fool now. Right. The day, I don't wanna do the fucking paperwork on the counseling statement on why I left some private behind a wall, you know? Yeah, like, man. I'm gonna go save you no matter what. So at the end of the day, if you don't have that mentality, like, just leave. And that, that goes back to the ego that we have. Like, the moment you get that tambourine, green beret, you think you're untouchable. No, you have to take those. And that's why I took myself out to fight, too, like two and a half years ago. Yeah. I knew I wouldn't take me on target. Right. Like right. the moment you realize you can't take yourself on target is when you got to go seek the help that you need. Exactly. Because if you can't trust yourself to go on target, how do you lead other people to go on target? Because in the day, the, the, the leadership and the decisions fell on me. Right. And if I couldn't take me on target because I'm too broken, because I can't carry the weight. I can't walk up the mountain because my back's killing me. My knees are killing me. I mentally can't take it anymore. Like that's when you got to take that second back. I'm like, okay, I've, have I done enough? Like, I'm at my point. Now it's time to hand up the baton to somebody else. Like, there's no shame in it. Nah, man. There is absolutely zero shame in saying, this is not for me right now. Because at the end of the day, it's your life you're putting in front of everybody else. And this, my gun, like, my gun never protected me. Right. Like, I never used my gun to protect myself. Not one fucking time. Right. I used my gun to protect everybody else. And right. they use their guns to protect me. Like, I didn't carry it for me. Right. I try to explain that to people, man. You know what I'm saying? And I try to tell them that shit, um, um, you know, cause they're always like, when I get the question, you know what I mean? Like, were you ever scared, you know what I'm saying? Going on deployments or missions? I'm like, bro, like I never thought, thought of that shit. And I never really cared because I, cause my guys to my left and right were looking out for me just like I was, I was looking out for them. You know what I mean? Like that was my job is to make sure that they come home and that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That, you know, um, and they're doing the same thing for me. So you're not really worried about yourself because you know, you got your guy to your left and right doing that for you. You know what I mean? And, um, I try, I, I try to explain that to people, you know what I mean? And, and I think it's one of them things, man, like you don't fully understand what we mean or what we're saying when we, when we explain that, unless you've kind of been there, you know what I mean? It's, it's easily said, but I don't think it's easily felt. Right. You know, cause I can easily say, I trust you. 
Right. If I don't feel I trust you, I'm not going to do anything with you. You know? Exactly. exactly. It's, it's that feeling. Like, okay. I've seen this dude enough that I know that if something stupid happens, I mean, at least we would die together. Yep. That sounds stupid to say, but I mean, we're going to die together. Right. At the end of the day. You know? Right. That's always what it's been. Oh, like exactly. When, when Jason died, I was like, damn. All right. You took the bullet for us. Now we yeah. got to go take the bullet for you for the rest of the time we're out here. We got to make it up for you. I mean, if it was my time to die that day, too, it was my, like, I was it, never scared on Berlin. Right. Like, it, I was never nervous on Berlin. I got angry yeah. about the situation we were put in. Right. I was pissed that we couldn't fucking do what we were supposed to do and we lost to dude. Yeah. I was like never really scared at any moment, really. It was more like anxiety of like that. Like, let me the fuck loose. Right. You know? Right. Like, let me, like, they took one of ours. I'm taking all of them. All of them. And until I take all of them, they're going to they're gonna have to stop me from taking all of them. Like, I mean, that's just the mentality you have to have. And then I saw a couple dudes out there we never took out again because they never had that mentality. You can see it. The one thing I can never train, I've said this my entire career, I can train you to shoot, I can train you to put a demo, I can train you to free fall, I can train you to jump back line, I can train you to do everything. Right. Or whatever. I can't train you not to be a coward. Yeah. You can't. No, it's... it's, it's nah, man. Um, and it's not being a coward in the sense that you're scared. Because, I mean, deep down inside, we're all scared. Of course. Just, you just understand, like, we were there to do something. Like, we were there to do something better than all of us. And that's one thing, like, between, and I hate separating Rangers and Green Berets because I'm both of them. Right. But the mentality is, like, for at least Rangers was either we're all, we're all going to die out of here. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. fucking 120 of us. Yeah. And that's one thing that p- pissed me off. When people talk to me, they're like, well, you guys used to take like 120 dudes out there with all kinds of assets and all kinds of shit. It's like, yeah, but I took 120 dudes ready to die. Yeah. I didn't take 12 dudes so ready to like true. expel if we had to. Yeah. I took 120 dudes out there that are ready to fucking walk or die if we had to. And they almost came down to it a couple times. It, I mean, it takes a certain type of person and a certain type of mentality. Um, to be in range of battalion. And, and, and I say, I tell it to everybody, man. I'm like, it takes a certain type of person. You have and, to be sick in the head. Dude, you, you got to be, be somewhat <laughs> demented, something like thick skin, mentally unstable at, at some point where you understand that at some point we're going to ask you to kill somebody. Right. At least back in the day. Right. When we deploy. Like maybe not, I don't know how the tempo is now. I don't know how war is now. Cause I'm pretty sure it's not doing much. Nah. Back in the day, every time we walked in that shoot house, like I got rid of that two shot shit. Yeah. I've never killed somebody with two shots. Unless I'm a sniper. And I never snipered anybody. Ever. Right? Uh, it takes a full magazine uh, to fucking drop somebody. So right. Why not do that every fucking time we go in a shoot house? Right. Why not fucking do that every time we go somewhere? Be violent. But then relax when you're not. And that's one thing I think I've always prided myself on, at least I try to. Is I'm real. I'm relatively calm, like 99.99 percent of the time. I am pretty chill, dude. You really I'm are. <laughs> and I like bullshitting. Yeah. I like yeah. making jokes. Yeah. But the moment it's time to get violent, you get fucking violent, and then you forget about it because that wasn't you. That was what you were. You what you had to do for the moment, right? You get in the striker. You get on that bird. The moment you fucking 
the wheels up, that switch goes on your head. I'm like, all right, cool. Now instead of fucking thinking about my girlfriend or wife or whatever the fuck I'm thinking of at home, I'm going through the entire mission step-by-step in my head. Yeah. From landing to all the way through. Because I'm all a fucking professional. Because that's the only thing that keeps you alive out there. Exactly. The slack, the enemy's bullet has your name on it. <laughs> or IED has your name on it. Yep. Yeah, that's fucking facts. And high man. stress, but at the same time, like we were used to like just doing that because, I mean, that's what we did. Right. The tempo kept it that way. Deploying for three to six months, coming to Savannah for six months, off, nah. We right. Six months at home, seven months at home, training our asses off, and getting let loose on Savannah every once in a while, which yeah. is not the best combination. Nah, on man. The planet. Nah. They should literally put all of Ranger Battalion in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Away from every distraction. Away from everybody. <laughs> away from everybody because Savannah, Georgia, uh, like they have, Savannah, Georgia has more KIAs than fucking the battlefield does. Right. <laughs> RFS and shit. Right. <laughs> Bro. Oh, you ain't lying, man. was a war zone in itself. You ain't lying. I mean, but that's the thing though, too. Even when we were downtown Savannah, we still had that brotherhood. Yeah, like, bro. I didn't know, I might not have known you, if I saw you downtown Savannah and you got in trouble, I knew I knew who you were. Right. I knew of you. Or knew I mean not necessarily of you know, specifically you. Right, right, right. I saw you walking around a different company, like, hey, that dude's in trouble. <laughs> Fuck it. He's got a Ragnar. Let's go. Yep. No questions asked. Yeah, bro. And then we deal with it later. I don't know how many times, you know, like either I was getting in a fight or somebody else was and, and it's just random, random other dudes that you just had seen around battalion. That's it. You don't like even you turn the corner at Sweet Melissa's and you see a fight and like, damn, that's it. That's that's two Bravo. I'm three Bravo. Uh, right, I better get my three Bravo boys over here. Right. We we then were got weird. we were we were just talking about that uh, uh, yesterday, man. Going out to Sweet Melissa's and fighting and shit, man. And uh, hearing hearing Ranger down or seeing Ranger down, and you know everybody just comes out of the Bro, woodworks, man. Everywhere, like the most memorable one I ever had. I think I was right down where Sweet Melissa's was that old rock bar, yeah, or whatever it was. I heard Ranger down, and I I, I could have sworn I swear to God I heard the sweet that you know. That calm before the storm with all the yeah. buzz and everything just go quiet. Yeah. And then everything just came out like, holy shit. Everyone's out in the streets now. Right. And then it got weird. So Um Let me ask you this, man. So so you brought up uh uh Jason, man. Um like you know, so I was telling somebody before, man, of of you know, like being a Ranger Battalion and, and I can't speak for any for like regular army shit or anything like that, but like being in Ranger Battalion and the op tempo we had, and I'm saying the mission sets and all that shit, you didn't have time to register anything. You know what I mean? So like, if you're if your boy, you know, what I'm saying passed away or or whatever happened, you're not having no time. You get a memorial, you know what I'm saying? Put him on a flight, and the next thing you know, you're right back at it again, and you don't have that time. Um, my question is for you because I know you guys were very very close. Um, you know, obviously you dealt with you 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 you. Uh, we're mourning and all that stuff, but was it just, man, let me just bottle this in. You know what I mean? I'm just going to, I'm just going to hold it in and just kind of move out and, and, and hope that it goes away type thing. Or how were you dealing with all that at the time, man? No, like, so like the first thing I had in my head when I heard Sarah Stova say, Kilo Bow, you know, <laughs> he calls cough. I can't say it. Right, right, right. Still me. right, right. I was like, fuck. Cause I, I was one of the first ones up there, Jason. 
fucking, I remember fucking tucking his legs. I'm like, whoever this is, he's dead. I get the fuck away. Right. And my litter team went and helped a little bit too. And uh, I just remember like, fuck. Because me and Jason exchanged uh, Copenhagen, a Kodiak, like maybe 30 seconds before. Because we were dipping the snooze because his wife wanted him to quit dipping. <laughs> so that's back when the snooze was out there. Yeah. And then after Hario died, because Hario came on my bird when we exfilled. Okay. And I linked up with Jason. And he's like, bro, you got a real dip? I'm like, yes. I'm not stupid. I thought shit was get weird. I brought real dip. Right. And he's like, let's get some. So we exchanged dip. We fist bumped. He's like, follow me this way. So I, so I walk in. 30 seconds later is when gunfire went off. And I looked to my right and I saw somebody drop. And I was like, fuck, somebody fell. Ran over there real quick, touched legs. And I was like, fuck, where is this dead? Right. And then I just had, I think my, I had the Asian litter team at the time. <clears throat> I had them bring them up, left them there. And then I went back to my post. I mean, we're still being shot at, you know? Like, I'm not going to be around the body. The medics had them. I think uh, the snot team was there too. Some shit like that. And I just went back and started looking up. And then, yeah, when I heard the call sign, the only thing I registered in my head was, it wasn't shit. Fucking Jason's dead. Cause fuck. I mean, we both. I mean, we both knew what's gonna happen. Right. More likely. Right. My first thought was like, fuck, Nikki, his wife. Right. She's gonna be so fucking pissed off. And that's the only reason I cried. Like right then and there. It wasn't because I lost my friend. Right. Because we, we we both know. We I mean we knew the risk. We both wanted. I mean, yeah, no worries. Like not, that's like my biggest regret. And I've told this to all my psychiatrists and everybody. Like not dying in combat. Yeah. The fact that I get to live a happy life is like the saddest fucking part of my life. Yeah. Like I get to enjoy everything that all my friends died for. It's facts, man. When it's been me, because back then I was single. I didn't have any kids. I wasn't doing anything fucking special. I was just being a ranger. Right. But everyone who was dying was a family dude with kids, wives, all that shit. Like, why was it? That's true. Me? Yeah, man. That's you know? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was more worried about Nikki than I was Jason because Jason died on the battlefield. Like, just like we talked about, like we want, like we, we know you, we bullshit like that. Yeah, of course, man. So, I mean, that was like my first initial thought was like Nikki, his wife, like how is she good? Cause she's about to fucking feel the real pain. Right. You know? Right. And then I cleared out of my head. I was like, fuck, bro. I looked at my watch. I was like, we will have been here two hours. And I looked up at the mountains. Like we still gotta go up that mountain. <laughs> Well, we haven't even started yet. Yeah. So I remember hearing you about it. Your head. Yeah. Um, damn, man. People trying to kill you out there, man. Yeah. Like, you can't. Like, it sucked. And every time we got a pause, yeah, I kind of thought about it. But every time, like, it was time to go again, it was like, all right, who's trying to kill fucking my buddies next? Because we would kill them first. Yeah. And then it was like that for the rest of the point, because that was, like, our second mission. <sighs> Yeah, that was in the that was in the front end, right? Of that of that deployment. That was right? our second mission. Damn, man. We surged early specifically to do that mission. And then uh yeah. All right. After that opportunities went on a streak. We we got weird. Yeah. That was uh that was a crazy deployment, man. Um, yeah. matter, matter of fact, that was my last one before I ended up going SF, uh, cause I ended up leaving shortly after that one. Um, but yeah, man, um, h- how did you, how were you, how were you dealing with all that? Like coping with it as, as like time went on. I just like, bottled inside until I got home. Huh? I just bottled inside until I got home. And like, it sounds fucked up, but I was, anyone who gave me the opportunity to fucking kill him, I killed him. Right. That, that one was everybody in the platoon. Like, 
we one night we came back. I think we killed like twelve dudes. Yep. And like the very next message was from you know how we were never hide from these guys. They will find us and they'll kill us all. That was the message they were saying to their fucking command. Oh shit! I was like, we have we have it. We intercepted it and we fucking we have a platoon photo. Those exact words. We hunted everybody down and they weren't safe from us. I don't give a fuck. Right. Then it wasn't until I got back. Right? So I got back. I was dating some chick. Happens to be the mother of my twins. Broke. I couldn't, I mean, sexually, I couldn't work anymore. Mentally, I didn't want to do anything anymore. Like, I didn't want to be around anybody. Yeah. I didn't want a relationship. I didn't want anyone around me. So I pushed her away, obviously. Right, right. And I walked into a gas station, just like a regular gas station down, like going to buy a pack of cigarettes. And it had like the worst panic attack I've ever had in my life because... I didn't have my gun. No one was around me. I was alone. Like I was panicking. Right. Like I was freaking out. So then I was like, how to make the hard decision to go tell my chain of command. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Is there a job I can do that doesn't involve me being the platoon anymore? So that's when I became the real instrument of CEO for one seven five, which was cool. Cause it was right. a break. But at the same time, like I reenlisted Pappy. He got killed. I reenlisted like three dudes who got killed the next deployment. And Pappy, I had jumped in my ass to reenlist him because that dumb fuck, I love him. And I call him, I say that with like the most endearing. Yeah, of course, fucking, of course. Yeah. Whatever. Because as a reenlistment NCO, he wanted to go to Sears school. And he wanted to reenlist to go to Sears. And I was like, you cannot go to Sears school until your paperwork is done and you're reenlisted into the army, bro. Right. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good. He went anyway. <laughs> he went anyway. So. In the middle of Sears school, I get a phone call from the head cadre of Sears saying, you have a soldier here who's ets Oh, shit. I was like, he ets while he was in Sears school. <laughs> so I was like, no, no, no. You have to mix up with the paperwork, ma'am. I promise you, he's still legitimately in the army. And then I like jumped in my ass to get fucking pappy still in the army. <laughs> I was like, he said, happy. he said, fuck that shit. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, he still went. Like, I didn't know he went. I thought he was just going to lay low. But no, I got a phone call like a week later. He's in serious school. I was like, fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a chill time. But at the same time, like, I did a list like three or four more dudes who ended up dying the next deployment. So, so, so let me ask you this since, so, you know, like I know when we're back on the team, back at the platoon, cause you're busy, you know what I mean? Like shit's always going on with this training or deployments, whatever you're just constantly moving. And that's why I think for a lot of time for us, uh, not being able to register it is, is so, is so good cause, cause we're so fucking busy and that you don't have that time to sit there and, 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 and just, just conjure up all the shit in your mind. You know what I mean? Um, but since you were over there at battalion, um, as a reenlistment NCO, that's a lot of time on your hands. And, and you know what I'm saying? Just like you just said, all that stuff is going on. I drank. So, yeah. It's shitty, but I drank. Like, I, I've never been like a huge alcoholic drinker. Like when I drank in Savannah, I drink on the weekends. Just like everyone else did. Right. Well, yeah, After that, you, I just drink every day. Cause we didn't have time to be drinking during the week. <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny you say that. And, 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 um, um, I just want to, that's the thing, man. Like thinking back, you know, like we drank, we drank hard on the weekends, but you, during the week you didn't have that time. Like there was no time nah. to drink. Like, and even if you did nah. drink, like you, you got shit to do the next morning. You know what I mean? But, uh, so. No, yeah. I just followed everything up. Like 
my, I mean, you know, my ex-wife, Dana. Yep. Yep. Like she's, she's an awesome, she's an awesome person. Like we're divorced and everything. Like she's a great person and everything. It's just, I That's mean, awesome, I didn't do man. my due diligence and like do my communication, you know? Yeah. Like communication has to go, has to go both ways because what people don't understand like when we're deployed, like we have our issues, but our wives and girlfriends have their issues too. Yeah. Like to us, the mean, the meaningless because no one's trying to hurt them. Like, and at least not in our mind, no one's trying to kill them. Exactly. They're not doing the same mental shit we're doing. They're not seeing their friends die. Right. But at the same time, they're still part of us. Like, I mean, they still feel our pain, you know, right. even though we don't communicate back and forth. And that's one shitty thing that we don't do is communicate, especially among ragnars. Like we suck at, died, we suck at we feelings. Suck. <laughs> we, we all sit there, we cry for the memorial. Yeah. And then next to the tournament, we would just, we bullshit about it, but none of us would sit there to talk about it. Yeah. And then we never had, they would bring in the chaplains and they were like, Hey, if you want to talk to the chaplain, go talk to him, whatever. At the same time, you're 23, 24, 25, Ragnar. I'm like, I don't even talk to the chaplain. Hell, yeah. I don't even believe in God. You know? So why would I talk, talk yeah. to a chaplain? Yeah. Because why? You're taking time away from what I need to be doing. I got to go prep ammo. I got to do X, Y, and Z. I got to do this. Why would I go talk to a chaplain over something that I can't help anyway? Yeah. So I never did. Like, I've never been a spiritual person. I, I've been slowly becoming more spiritual. Based on the fact that I know I'm borrowed time, like someone's watching after me. Yeah. Like we all are. Right. Like we all sure died fucking ten times over by now. Easily. Oh, for as, sure. As man. We done? For sure, for sure, man. Bro, I think about it all the time, man. I think about it all the time, like how blessed I am. And like, you know, I think back and I'm like, man, like, did I do enough? But then I think back and I really, really look at my career and look at everything that I've done. And I go, holy shit, I'm blessed, man, to have survived and the all same this. Thing. And like, I don't like talking about too much of what I've done. Like, right. I like, I like sharing experiences. To like the younger, you know, exactly. especially when I was going through the Q course, but then that's a double-edged sword because going through the Q course, every time I opened my mouth with an experience I had, right. it was, oh, you're better than us because you're a ranger, right? It's like, bro, no, I'm not better than you. I just did something that you didn't fucking do before. So unless you did the same thing I fucking did right. and have a personal fucking reflection about it, shut the fuck up. Right. Because I'm not sitting here asking you as a cadre because I can't, even though we're the same fucking rank, I can't call you out on your shit. But you sit there and belittle me and call me out on my shit is because I have a scroll on my shoulder. I stopped wearing my scroll in the Q course because I was sick of fucking people asking about the shit. Really? Like, leave me the fucking alone because I'm being judged by some E6 X-ray who's in Twick because nobody wants you on the team. Right. And I'm an E7 with more deployments, more shit than you ever done in your entire life. Right, and right. You critique me on something, <laughs> but I have to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm a grown man. I can keep my mouth shut. If you want me to put the 240 in the middle of the road to start the ambush, you're the one greeting me, bro. That's what I'm going to do. But when we're done, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. And I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. And if you can't accept that, you're a horrible cadre. That's because one thing I noticed, should be yeah. teachers that should also take the experience of the te people they're teaching because the key course is a different animal. It isn't rap where you're getting brand new dudes that hardly know anything. The key course, you're getting experienced motherfuckers running. I had two dudes do RRD come with me, and the cadre shot them down every second. Like, that's not how we do it. It's like, that's not how the Army does it, because you're teaching doctrine. 
And if you're saying that we don't do doctrine, that means you're wrong. Because the exact thing you're teaching is at SUT is what literally we've gone to schools to do. Yeah. So if you tell me I'm wrong here, that means every school I've gone to before is wrong as well. So am I wrong on your opinion? Because it's something that you haven't seen before and don't agree with? Or am I physically or am I literally wrong doing something that the book says I'm wrong with? If it's your opinion, fuck off, dude. Give me my go and let me go. Right. Because at the end of the day, whether you like me or not, I'm going to add value to the regiment. Exactly, bro. Whether you like me or not. If I'm fucked up beyond belief. Right. That's when you fucking say, hey, bro, I know you need seven. I know where you came from. But, bro, look at the book. You are wrong. Cool. I'm wrong. Until then, keep your fucking mouth shut, dude. And you learn from us because we're learning from you. I learned, I learned that, I learned that Green Berets, man, when I first was getting to group and uh, going to the Q course, uh, they don't like taking advice from other people. Like, it's like, I know everything and it's my way. And it, and, and you said it perfectly, man. Like I learned when I was in the Q course to just be like, all right, man, you're the one grading me. Like, I'm going to do, you just tell me how to do it. And I'm gonna do it exactly that way. Exactly. Because um, obviously my way is not gonna work. You know what I'm saying? And I just need to get the fuck out of here. Like I don't want to stay here any much longer. So let's do it your way, and we'll fucking you know move on out from here, man. Um, yeah. And once you, once you realize that, like one, I had learned that too. Once I realized you used to be the guy. Hey, tell the cadre one thing. Cool. Right. But then turn around and show the X-rays. Cause that's who you have to show. Yes. Like at the end of the day, the cadre aren't with you 24 seven. They're just there to like spot check you every once in a while. Right. If you're that E seven, E six range of battalion guy or wherever you came from regular army, fourth ID, whatever you still need 67. You have experience. If you're not passing that knowledge on to the guys you're going through the Q course with, you're just as bad as a cadre. Exactly. Like you have no room to tell the cadre they're shitty because in the, the day, you're putting the hat on as a student. I never put the hat on as a student in the Q course. Right. I was just like, bro, I know I'm going to pass this Q course. This shit's easy. Of course, yeah. I just need to fucking do. You want me to train people? I'm literally training U.S. soldiers the way you were training indigenous people, right? right. So I should get my goal no matter what. That's the way I always looked at it. Right. Like, I mean, that sounds cocky and everything, but. No, 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 no. I feel only one thing that you can do that I can't. Exactly. The moment you can do that, cool. I'll shut my fucking mouth. But you can't. And in the day, if I didn't pass the Q course, I didn't give a fuck if I didn't pass the Q course. You're right. As long as I instilled some knowledge on the younger guys below me, somebody up. That's fine with me, because I can't control what the cadre do, but I can always control what I do. As right. long as I'm teaching, I'm fine. You know. And I've always liked teaching because, like, that's like my biggest thing. I, I love teaching. Man. Yeah. Is full of knowledge. Yeah. That the newer generation from 2012, 13 doesn't have. Yeah, I they agree. haven't been deployed as many times as we have. They don't. They don't. They don't. They, they understand how these CQB, but they don't understand the little. Hey, maybe if I take my rifle off my shoulder and turn this way, I can creep in this room a little bit easier. Right. Like it's just the little things. Like the the collective actions make the team work. If uh, one yeah. collective isn't done correctly, the team doesn't work. You just learn your what to do, what you need to do, and if you can do that, you'll be successful. What? And it's always little things. What made you go SF? Like, 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 what was the deciding factor? Just fucking, tra- just fucking something Again, different. Just the forest government. I was like, 
<laughs> what'd you call it? What'd you call it? <laughs> I've, I've literally forced dumped my way through life. Oh, I was like, shit. sure, I can do that. How hard could that be? Right. And then I saw somebody do it. I'm like, all right, I can do that. I mean, I took a long walk, didn't make it. Right. It was cool. Had a great experience. Um, they were super cool. They're like, dude, you, you're the kind of guy we're looking for. It's just, it snowed six feet, bro. Yeah, you weren't going to make it. You got little legs. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then after that, it was like, go to SS. You're fine. Right. Like, cool. Then after that, I was like, eh, I didn't want to be in the eighth second. And that's the thing financially. That's the thing too. Like people don't understand the military is not a place to raise a family financially. Is you're not going to grow. Right. Uh, and I was, I was naive back then. I was like, Oh, the army will take care of me. The army does everything. Going back on it is I should have been investing my money correctly, building my own wealth, building my own foundation for when I got out Yeah. because people are waiting too long to realize that 15, 16, 17 years in, they're like, Oh, I'm going to get a pension, bro. That pension ain't enough. Yeah. Especially with the way the inflation is working, the way the market's working, the way the world's revolutionizing with cryptocurrency and how governments are working. Yeah, man. You don't have to invest your money. You can retire 20, 30, 40 years in and that pension or that disability still is not going to be enough. It's $11,000 a month for some people, Yeah, which is plenty of money, but you can expedite that growth and build generational wealth with that money as long as you know how to do it. I'm on that right now. And it starts while you're in. There should be more leaders out there like teaching how to invest. Right. Like like the TSP, stupid ass easy way to invest. Like put all your bonuses in there and forget about them. That's what I did. Don't, man, I would, (laughs) I wish I'd have done that shit, man. But did anyone tell you? Did anyone show you how to do it? Nah, not really. No. Because I mean, no, I mean, nobody did. And, and, and the reason I even started just getting more interested in the last years, because I seen people like you start, you know what I'm saying? Like my peers, you know, talking about shit. I'm like, man, let me look into this shit. Like, all right, let me look into it. You know what I mean? So the richest man in Babylon, everyone needs to read that book. All right. It'll take you two or three hours to read. It's a three hour audio. If you're slow like me, it may take you four or five hours to read, but it tells you how to invest your money and save your money. It's old school. Yeah. 10% of everything I get, every paycheck I get, the first 10%, I pay myself. You pay yourself first, no matter what. Right. That's insane that you're paying everybody else first. Like, why would you pay your, I understand you got bills, you got trucks, you, you owe people money, but at the end of the day, those people only want money from you, right? Yeah. What do you want from yourself? You want a good future for yourself. You want a good life for your kids. You want a good life for your family. Right. Pay yourself first. 10%. The next 20% goes and pays your bills. Right. You know shit bills. Like your credit card debt, your car debt, your TV, whatever you you pay for. Like you know shit debt. People you owe money to. Right. The other 70% is what you live on. That's you going out for groceries, you going out to the movies, you going out for dinner. That's how I do every paycheck. First 10%, I pay myself whether I buy silver, buy stock, buy gold, I'm buying an asset. Something that's gonna appreciate in value with that 10% every paycheck. The other 20% pays down my debt. Right. I, I don't have any debt anymore because I've done that same thing. So now that 20% that was paying down my debt, 
Right. Now that's thirty percent that pays me every paycheck, and I live off seventy percent of everything else. And that's the thing too. Like you heard of goldfish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be as big as the bull. You get to let them, right? Yep. So if I pay you fifty thousand dollars this year and tell you to live off 10, 20, 70 percent, you can do that easily, right? Yeah, of course. So next year I pay you a hundred grand. You can grow to the size of your bull. Yeah. And change your lifestyle. Even though you're living just fine off 50K, you could adjust your bowl to be 100K. But what happens if you didn't? What happens if you kept living the same lifestyle at 50K that you make at 100K? Now, your retirement, instead of being 60, is now at 50. Because every day you put away 275 or make 275 to 300 yeah. is one less day you got to work in your life. When you think of it that way, it changes your world. Bro, so ever since I saw you post that, dead serious, man. Like, I, I don't know how many times in a week I say that shit. I, like, literally, I say that all the time. I'm like, that's all I got to do. Like, I just got to, like, focus, make that much a day. You know, it's, it's easy. Like you said, it's like easy. you used to backwards planning, right? Yeah. So if you want a backwards plan and retire at 65, make your plan for that. Yeah. But then remember, every time you expedite a day, that's one less day you got to work towards 65. So I'm 30 right now. I don't plan on working past 45. Right. Ever. Ever again. Because I've done the math. With everything I have coming in, all I have to do for the rest of my life is figure out how to make $4,000 a month of passive income. And I will clear six figures a year, a year for the rest of my life without ever working again. Jeez. $4,000 a month is all I have to figure out how to do to make passive income. Um, and I got seven years to figure that out. Let me, let me, uh, circle back to that. Okay. But I want to get to, cause, cause I want people to hear how you got to where you're at today. You know what I mean? From, yeah. from that dark times to now, like you're a completely different person. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like, like I could just see it in your face. I could just see it. You know what I'm saying? Out like, like I can hear it in your voice. Um, I could just tell that you're a lot more brighter. You know well, what I mean? It's just like being a brand new private, right? right. We, we know what we have to do. Right. Like the guidelines are there. The rules and regulations are there. The right. rules and regulations for life are right there in front of us. We know what we have to do. It's not until we learn the process until we get comfortable doing it. Like I wasn't comfortable teaching CQB until like my sixth or seventh year of doing it. Cause I've done it so many fucking times. Right. Right. But it became muscle memory at that point. Exactly. And now I can teach it. Exactly. But it was something I had to do because that was my job. Right? Right. Your job now is to build that generational future wealth. Right. You know how to do it. You know how to save money. You know that if I do 10%, 20%, 70% over 10 years, I'm going to be wealthy. Right. So now you know how to do it. So just do it. It's just like saying like, you know how to get to the target building. We know how to plan the mission. Right. We know how to do all our rehearsals. We know the guys we need. Now we need to do the mission. Right. And then when, when I say do the mission financially, the people we need is the money. I can't go out there and sacrifice like on an option call. I can't sacrifice $5,000 on one option call if I only have $7,000. Because if you think of it that way, I'm sacrificing the majority of my troops to do one mission. Right. If that mission wasn't planned perfectly, <laughs> I'm losing troops. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. I lose one troop, I'm combat ineffective, right? So now I got to pull everybody back out. The way I, I want to target stocks is I want to send in men force, but I want to send them in surgically to hit the target and make sure the dude is there, the stock price is there. 
the volume's there. The movement's there. The moment I can pin that dude down to a house, yeah. the moment I can pin him down and get his money. So for everybody that can't see me, I'm smiling only because you said something not long ago when you were getting ready to do your YouTube channel. And I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I got excited. Like, I got excited because you said this. You said, I'm going to break it down for y'all Ranger style. <laughs> Yeah, and, and when you do. and when you said that, and right now you're explaining it, I'm gonna be honest with you, my man. I've I've been I'm on these chat groups and I'm on this reading this, and I've been trying to study it. And I've been trying to understand it, but now you just say what you just said. I'm like, oh yeah, that all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so like if you look at the stock market, once you start reading the candles and everything, and you start putting into friendly enemy forces. Right. Right. I'm a buyer. My enemy is the sellers. Right. Right. Now I start looking at support and resistance lines. The more, the further I can push my enemy back, the sellers back to their resistance line, the more money and ground I take from them. Right. Right. Once we get to that resistance lines, we have to look back in time because now we're looking back at SIGAX, seeing what the enemy did prior. And if two months prior at this line, $110, we broke them and we went to 120. That just means I got to bring in the field artillery. The field artillery is your volume when it comes to stocks. Right. Volume is how many times a stock exchanges hands back and forth. It doesn't matter who buys it, who sells it. It means how many times it goes back and forth. Okay. So if I can get the price moving up, pushing back my enemy, the sellers, and I bring in the field artillery, the volume, to push him back even more, yeah. I'm going to gain more ground. That's when I attack. <laughs> because I only need to push him back a dollar or two to make three or, three or 400 bucks. Because that's how options work. It's not a stock. Right. I'm not making a dollar off every dollar moves up. I'm making $100 every dollar moves up. Shit. But you have to pin that enemy down. You have to track them. It's just like a recce team. If I send you guys out to look at a, a reconnaissance, you guys are going to spend 30 seconds there and be like, hey, we're good, right? Right, right, right. You can build that pattern in life. So when I go through my targeting cycle and I pick out targets of opportunity, those are just targets that, all right, that's too sweet not to pass up. I don't know too much about this enemy, but I know they fucked up and I know I can get them right now. Yeah. Four or five stocks I track, Apple, Microsoft, the S&P 500, Tesla. I know those like the back of my hand. I know the pattern of life. I know when they're at this price that if the volume hits, it's going to go this price because that's the pattern they do. Right. And all I got to do is trap it one time. I ain't got to do it every single day. But if I can do, if I can hit $300 three times in one week, that's $900 a week times four. Yeah. In a month, right? Yeah. That's 2800 bucks a month that you didn't have before. Right. And you just got to keep doing that shit. And keep. what people don't understand is too, they think as long as they keep the money in their account, they're safe with taxes. Nah. No, the moment you sell it, you tax on that amount, that profit you make. Yeah. So you can spend that money and pay your mortgage. You're really being taxed on it. And then there's ways to make income. So say I have 10, I have a thousand soldiers right now. I have a thousand shares of stock. So I have a thousand soldiers, right? Right. But you want to go out and do a mission. Eh, I don't know if I want to let my soldiers go out there. What I can let you do is borrow my soldiers, selling a covered call, which means I let you borrow my soldiers. You don't have to take them, but if they do what you say, you can borrow them more. But basically what you can pay me is a premium to hold my soldiers. So every week I get a $350 premium that I keep no matter what, and that's income. So that's another $350 a week I keep no matter what. Right. And that's taxed differently because it's not capital gains, it's now income. 
So you can pay your mortgage, you can pay your car bill just by holding a certain amount of shares and selling them to people as option contracts. I did not know that. Now you become the seller. And now you create the pre, you collect a premium. Oh, there's so many ways to make money in the stock market that people don't even understand. On, bro. People are like, oh my God, the market's going to crash. Let it crash, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can make money on the way down. Right. That's wild. You understand that. Once you learn the pattern of your enemy and know where they retreat to or right. where they push the forward lines to, you know where they're going to meet you at. And once you know where they're going to meet you at, once you figure out where that no man's plan is, the gap, Yep. that's where you make the money, that gap. Because you know they're either going to retreat somewhere or they're going to push forward to you. Either once way. you learn your enemy, right. you know how to make money. And your enemy will never beat you as long as you know what your enemy is doing. But you have to study them. Right. You just can't half-ass it one day and be like, hey, my buddy said do this. Cool. It might work. But you got to do the research yourself. And you got to command your troops. Yeah, that's this is man in Babylon. They, and I know it's 2021. They use the word slavery a lot. Right. But you have to make your money slaves. And every dollar they make becomes your slave. And yeah. Every dollar that dollar makes becomes another slave. Put your slaves to work. Damn, bro. You get me hyped up. <laughs> right? For real. I mean, that's how you got to do. And if uh, you look at it that way, you don't want your slaves to get away, do you? No. Nah. Because your slaves are your money. Right, right. Don't let your slaves get away. If you're going after that target and it doesn't feel right and you're losing too many slaves, pull your slaves back out because you need the slaves to work for you. If you don't have slaves, you can't make money. Are you finding, are you finding that, uh, um, doing the stocks now is kind of like, you know how like a lot of us, uh, you know, either retirement or get out it, trying to, trying to refine yourself. You know what I'm saying? Trying to find kind of like, I mean, I'm in 18 Fox. Right. So basically what I'm doing is doing analysis of an enemy of the stocks, my enemy. Right. Like any team Fox on the Green Beret team, hey, Captain, what do you want to do? Go find enemy. Cool. I'll find enemy. Yeah. You Green Beret, right? right? The same the same process you'll find a dude on the ground, same process you find a stock. You gotta get the pattern of life. You gotta figure out what it does. You gotta figure out what influences it does. What the people influence how. Right. Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Spy, influenced by the population. Same thing we do, and I'm putting together uh, how to describe my uh, targeting cycle as UW and uh, blockchain, basically. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm basically breaking down breaking down blockchain as a UW campaign because that's what blockchain is. So if you don't understand how blockchain works, basically all block like Bitcoin yeah. is a blockchain, right? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think having that Bitcoin is valuable? The actual coin. You think the coin has value in it, or do you think what it does has value? In it? Well, I mean, what it does. Yes, just like an underground, right. SF, right? Right. So Bitcoin or blockchain works the same way. There's an originator. So your original coin is your originator. That coin is embedded with algorithms that the moment something attaches to it, like a node, like network nodes and cells, I think you've heard those before. Yep. Cause that's how we do stuff, right? Yeah. That's how blockchain works. The moment <laughs> I connect one block to another block, those two blocks okay. have an encrypted coding to them. And then the next block hooks onto that third block. All those blocks have codings to them. Very intricate. The moment one, this is simplified. Right, it right. It's way deeper than this. Of course. But the moment one of those chains is broken, the whole block 
is fucking unverified. So just like me, you, and five other people are working in underground, right? Yeah. We might know who each other are. We might not know who each other are, but we're still doing the same shit, right? Yep. Let's say we have this handshake. The moment we shake each other's hand, our hands, like something lights up, we verified each other. Cool. Me, me and you know we're good. The next person, someone shows up and he shakes our hand and doesn't verify, something's wrong with our chain. Man. Something's corrupted with our chain. That makes That's what makes Bitcoin so amazing is you can't break it. Yeah. If you try breaking it, it takes you so fucking long to break it that the algorithm will freak themselves. This is exactly verbatim how it it works. No, for the most part, this how it is. So that's what makes crypto so secure that I can send you something via Bitcoin or through those blockchains. That once it gets to you, if it's verified and everything's good, you know no one else has ever touched it. No one else can touch it, and it cannot be replicated. Man, I'm telling y'all right now, I can't wait for your uh, videos, bro. Because like, <laughs> this is how programmed I am. Because like, even though I've read yeah. that stuff and I've looked into it, now you explaining it the way I understand it, I'm like, ah, yeah, like, oh, okay, like now that makes sense. Like, not that I didn't understand it, but now it's a lot clearer. If that, you know what I mean? If that yeah. makes any uh, sense. The way I equate the SOI through comms, right? Yeah. Our crypto is why you think it's called crypto. It's encrypted. Right. Hey, the moment I send you a verified message on an encrypted network, you would know if someone else got as no as you would know if somebody else, you know, got into our system, right? Yep. Same thing with fucking blockchain, all that works. The moment it gets to you, if everything's peachy clean and you're good, you know that you received every no matter if it's shady or not. And that's a, another big argument is you can send shitty shit over blockchain because no one can fucking figure it out. Right, right. Right. But the moment you get it, as long as everything adds up, you're good. Right, right. It hasn't been duplicated. It hasn't been replicated. And no one else has seen it, except for the people in that chain. Yeah. That are trusted to see it. That's quick and simple, basically how it works. <laughs> Man. You know, yeah, yeah. You tie into the world finance systems into it. Right. So I'm sitting here in the United States with X amount of bitcoins. Yeah. Right. I can do anything on the planet and no government can hold me accountable or find me or do anything about it because as long as that message goes from me to you and that it goes back fine. That's it. We're good. You can use it for anything. So, so I mean, I reading on it and stuff like that. And I see crypto, you know, like looking back to when uh, Bitcoin and all that stuff was even coming out. I, I remember all that stuff being talked about. People were like, yo man, this new thing, it's, you know, it's money in the internet. I'm like, I don't understand. That's just stupid. Like, like what the fuck? It's money on the internet, but it's, it's different. It's like right. a network within a network but, that's secured beyond belief. I didn't understand that back then. Like, I didn't know what the fuck that shit was back then when it came. It made made no sense to me. But now, like, looking at it, um, even the last couple years, I was still like, man, like, is crypto really going to be around? But now you look at it and you're like, yo, this shit ain't going nowhere. Like, this is going to be the fucking new, the new way. You know what I mean? Because it protects against inflation. It's a hedge against inflation. Yeah. In theory. I mean, this is all theoretical still. I mean, it's still paying out. We don't know what it's going to do in the next 10 years. But the one thing about, and that's what people ask me, like, what crypto should I buy? Bitcoin took about 12 years to develop to what it is right now. Yeah. Right? It's it's there. Like, that Dogecoin and all that shit, it's along the same lines how it's baseline, how it's made. 
but it's not the same as Bitcoin. It's not the same. What do you think about Doge? What do you think about Doge? I want to hear your opinion on this one. It's it was made up as a joke. Right. It really was. Right. They made this. They made it as a joke, and now people are pushing it. And then it, that goes back to the population. It ain't no so joke no day, more. It ain't no joke today though. <laughs> it, it's not, but at the same time, it kind of is. Until until you can spend it. Yeah. What are you doing right now? Trading it. Right. You can trade it. Right. Unless unless you're really good at technical analysis and knowing the volatility of how these things are going to move, you're not going to make that much money on it. Unless you dump, like say it's at 0.5 cents and you dump $50,000 in it. Yeah. It goes up one cent. You can make a shit ton of money. Right. I mean, that's just math though. But you're also taking the risk of losing that $60,000 <laughs> because the volatility, there's nothing behind it. Yeah. Bitcoin, you can actually spend. Like you can buy Bitcoin and spend Bitcoin right now. So, and I was seeing, I was seeing, um, somewhere, uh, that Tennessee was starting to have ATMs for do for, uh, Doge. They have ATMs in, uh, Florida for, uh, Bitcoin. Right. Or cryptocurrency. Yeah. So I see more of those. I see, I see more of the Bitcoin one. Um, and I don't even think. So basically imagine this. So, you know, those credit cards you see that advertise everywhere that connected straight to your, uh, coin. Yeah, yeah. On Robinhood, yep, yep. Robin Webull, like you don't actually own the coin. Like you don't own it. Right. Like you own a portion of it. It's like proprietary. It's like weird. Once you get into like the actual coin purses and like these, like I got friends that can explain it way better than I can. This is, this is my expertise. I use no wave top. Yep. But say you have the credit card that connects you straight to your Bitcoin, right? Right. Bitcoin makes $5,000 that day. You have $5,000 on that credit card that you can use that day. Go use it. Right. Because you need it. On the other hand, if it loses $5,000, your, your account goes down to $5,000. You know? Yeah. But I mean, it's it's still, it's. I don't, I don't want to say it's an infant phase. I'm mean, still trying to like, learn how to use it, and I'm trying, still, still trying to learn how to explain it better. But for the most part, it's a really secured way of holding money. Yeah. Hold, holding a kind of currency, if you put it simple. No, it's a, a secure way of holding anything because you can trade anything through blockchain. Are you investing because in you, uh, crypto right now? Have you invested or are you invested in crypto? I've made some money on Bitcoin, but I focus on the stocks. Yeah. I have a couple coins here and there of like uh, Ethereum and fucking uh, Bitcoin, but Nothing. I'm, not, I'm not trading it like heavily. And when I do, I trade on technical analysis only. Right. Like, say Bitcoin drops down to like 47,000. I can drop 10 grand into it, knowing that in a couple of weeks it goes up to 51, I might make a couple hundred off it. Yeah. But unless I can own an entire coin, it doesn't benefit me at all because I'm not buying Bitcoin to use Bitcoin. I understand the value behind it. I also understand the value that I can make more money trading on my system doing the stocks. But it is something I do put money into. Okay. He's not actively trading, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. No, 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 I get it. So, like, the stock... Like, I'm trying to gain the coins, not trade the coins, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense. I get it. Um, yeah. What was I going to say, man? Um, so... What, um, so you got the YouTube channel coming out, like you were, is there, um, do you already have an episode out yet? I got two. I got the third one. I'm still trying to work on editing. Right. Because like, it's pretty much just me and my buddy talking and it was a 25 rules to a stock trade. What are you, um, um, what are you using for your, uh, editing? 
Uh, my buddy does all that. Again, 18 Bravo. Not that smart. <laughs> the Echo does all that stuff. Right, right. He, he knows how to do all the technical stuff behind it. I mean, then me and him just talk. Yeah. But I'm trying to learn how to do it. I actually have it up on, me, on my computer. Oh, was it the dude that um, interviewed you last time? No, that was my other buddy. Okay. He has his own web, web uh, YouTube channel. I'm using what's called OBS Studio. Okay. Well, I can have it like on the screen. I can talk about it and move my mouse around because I, I also want to do episodes on how to use the web bowl, how to apply the web bowl, like how to use the technical tools on the web bowl. Because at the end of the day, I'm not doing anything complicated. Right. I keep it super simple. Price, volume, and two or three indicators is all you need. Take the name out of the stock. I hear that and from a lot of people. People get wrapped up. People are like, oh, I own Apple. Cool. You own Apple. Sweet. Are you keeping it for 20 years? Oh, no. I'm going to trade it here in a couple of days. I'm like, man, you're not making money. Unless you own thousands upon thousands of shares of Apple, right. you're not making that much money on holding Apple. Unless you're holding for the next 20, 30 years. Shit. I trade. I do have an account where my long-term stocks are in, and Apple is one of them, but I do them as leaps, leap calls, not as actual stocks. I like that, man. I like what you're doing because... Um you know, like I said, I just got, I'm just getting into it, um, you know, into the whole uh, stock thing and I'm still learning. Um, but I think it's so valuable, man, to, you know what I'm saying? Like you and I were talking before we even started recording, how we were talking about trying to give back and making sure that our brothers are taken care of and that they know, you know what I'm saying? They have all the rules. So I think that's fucking cool, especially, um, you know, for us that, that we're never taught that shit, man. It just wasn't, yeah. you know what I mean? It just wasn't we something. For this. We went to school for something completely different. I don't have a college degree. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's the thing people, I want people to understand the difference between wealth and rich. Right. There's a difference. I'm wealthy right, right now because I have enough money to do what I want to do in life. Yep. I can hang on the beach with my kids. I can trade. I have all my bills paid for and I can do whatever I want every single day. Right? That's wealthy. Right. I'm not rich as the fact that I'm a billionaire or a millionaire. Not yet. Right, right. But I'm wealthy to the fact that I have everything covered and I lead a pretty good life. That's the baseline. Right. Get that, get that over with. Stop worrying. And that's one thing. When I got first divorced, I was worried. And I have ADHD. I'm all, all over the place. So I'm worried about everything at one time. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do I pay this? How do I pay this? How do I take care of my kids? How do I do that? Just break it down, simple Creole style. All right, what's the first thing I gotta do? All right, I gotta figure out how to pay rent this month. Yeah. Cool. Guess I'll just open a, a meal prep business because I need to make money somehow. So that's how I started. I opened a meal prep business because I had to make money somehow. Yeah. And I was gonna ask you about that. Debt. So yeah, I was in debt and I had to figure out a way to make money, but also make money where I can eat. Like I was doing a meal prep business. But that business fed me too because every meal I had left over is what fed me. Right. And I was able to scrounge enough about $3,000 to save up enough and study at the same time that I started this entire shit with three grand like two years ago. And I haven't put that much money in the sense. Really? Yeah, six figures from 3K. That's dope, man. I, I it, it sounds dope, but it was fucking frustrating and fucking anxiety thrill. I got lucky on Tesla fucking a year and a half ago, last February, a year ago. Really? I got lucky at Tesla. I want to say lucky. I mean, I did my homework and I, I just took a chance. 
Because at the end of the day, like one rule I go over, one twenty five rules of gunfight is don't go YOLO with your money because you only have so much of it, right? Yep. But at that time, you either go YOLO or fucking still be fifty thousand dollars in debt. So I was like, fuck it. You know, I'm up about ten grand. I think I had like thirteen grand in my account at that time. I made ten grand out of that three, and then I saw Tesla. I was like. Let me do it. Let me see it. And then I, you put I bought three auction calls on it. Yeah. Two days later, it was $117,000. Shut the fuck up. Because Tesla went from, I think, 480 to $986 in two days. And I had three calls on it at $420. So basically how that worked was I had the right to buy Tesla at $420 yeah. when Tesla was trading at 986 so for that right, someone paid me $117,000 for I sold my contracts, and I kept the money. <laughs> Yo! I mean, but see, that was, I also lost $50,000 the following three weeks. Oh. That's when the market crashed last year. Oof. So I did, I would, I mean, I was still learning. I was still, right, right, right. you know, infancy of learning. So I, I gave up. $50,000 Yeah. or now, now that I know from experience and know what the market does indicators don't fight the fucking fed ever, right. ever fight the fed. It will win every time. And I was just, I, I had that cocky Ragnar. I was like, no, oh, I did it once. I'll do it again. And I lost 50 K, but I kept most of it paid off my debt, helped my ex-wife out, helped my friends out. And I started this year, challenged myself. I started this year with $4,700 in my account on January 1st to get back to 100K by January 1st of next year. Shut the fuck up. I'm, gonna, tra- I'm at 20K right now. Um, trading cash. We'll talk. Which is we'll, harder than what, because I was trading margin before. Right. And that's not a lesson I learned hard. Don't trade margin. Yeah. So I'm doing this year straight cash. I saw one of your posts about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that's that. That's how I lost that 50K. Really? Because I was trading on a margin. I only put up 20K, but I ended up having to cover the other 30 of the cash I had because I was trading on a margin. Never again. Cash only. Right. So now it's harder to do because I can't trade on margin. So I can only trade with money I have. So now I had to come up, I had to come up with a different technique, but I've studied for the past year. Right. And now... Again, it's all a pattern. The same shit that's happening last year and the same shit that's happening this year. Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, S&P. Yep. They're doing the same retracing they did last year. So all you gotta do is find out where your enemy retreated to last year. And if they hold there, you got them. If they push forward, you got them. Because the enemy's gonna do the same thing over and over again. Um. Every... I'm bro. I, one one. I can't wait to see the uh, channel. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on there as soon as we get off here. Um, second thing, I'm gonna probably be texting you quite a bit, man, because like I'm gonna start getting into it, man. I'm probably gonna be texting you like stupid questions and shit. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. I I love the questions because I like answering them. Like the one thing I really do feel bad about is like I'm working I'm working towards the goal to be a money man. Yeah. Like I want to open like I want to be able to help bets money money managing. Right. I can't do that now. It's like a lot of people are like, hey, I'll just give you money and you just do it and I'll give you a percentage. 
It breathes well. But right. the moment I lose one cent from you, it's you huge. sue me <laughs> the shit out of me. Right. So I'd rather teach you how to fish and fucking do it for you. Because in a day, I can't manage 30 people's accounts. Right. You know? Like, that's, they're just, oh, you do the same thing you do. Like, bro, I trade maybe 30 or 40 times a day when I'm actually trading. Maybe 50 times a day, in and out, if I have to. Damn. I can't do that with 30 accounts. And you guys aren't paying me enough. The fucking handle stress of if I lose your money, like, you know, so yeah, I yeah, appreciate that- like all the, you know, I, I love all the support and everything and I feel bad people. I can't they tell people, you know, I can't manage your money legally. I can't, I'm not certified to do it. Right. And I'd rather teach you to do it because if you can do it, like you're not going to need me anymore. Right. I'm a full believer right now in 2021. If you have a thousand dollars in a cell phone, you can make as much money as you ever want to. Oh, of course, man. You just got to want it, man. Like you got one, you got to want it. Yeah, like, I wake up every day. All I do is wake up every day and think every day. It's like, I, I, I look at charts. I think of charts. Yeah. I read charts. I read books. I listen to books. All I do is listen to this. That's right. why I can look at a chart. I'm like, like today, Tesla, how I made that 1500 bucks. I saw Tesla. I was like, if Tesla resists, if they don't break 602 again on this one, they're falling. Right. The moment it hit 602 and went back to 601, I bought a put. And it dropped down to 556 today. It was 5658 today. Tesla's? That's, that was 1200 bucks right there in two hours. So, I mean, this is side. I, I mean, I don't want to go too much into this one, but like, so is right now a good time to buy uh, Tesla's, you're saying? <laughs> fuck no. No, no. You gotta short the fuck out of Tesla. Really? Tesla's over back, just like GameStop. That's what people understand about the stock market. So you put out all these t- so price targets that say Tesla's gonna be $3,000. Yes, in 10 years, Tesla will be worth $3,000 a share. Right now, Tesla doesn't make money off the cars. Guess what they make money off of? Huh. All the tax breaks they get from making the cars. Because they're eco-friendly. So California gives them this that. much money. Texas gives them this much money. I heard they that. They can only, they're, they're not profitable. They make their money off the money they get off all the tax breaks and everything they get. But right now, as long as they can show that they're producing the cars they say they're going to produce, that's good enough for the investor. Because right now, was it Tesla's by, let me look real quick. So I've actually been looking at the stocks the entire time. Uh, five sixty one. Tesla at five sixty one a share right now. Ten years from now, that's cheap. As long as Tesla keeps doing what they're doing, that's cheap. Really? Because it'll split a couple more times. It'll go up a couple more times. Just like they split before. Five sixty three is cheap. Right now, in the now, that's too expensive. So if you're trying to buy Tesla and hope that you can keep it for six months and make a shit ton of money. Unless you buy 10,000 shares of Tesla right now, 563, and it goes up to 700, you're not making any money. It's not, it's not meant for the short term. It's not, the intrinsic value right. is not there. The intrinsic value of Apple is not there. See, I didn't know all this shit, man. Because, like, for for people like us, you see five sixty one, and you look at what Tesla was just what you know last month. You're like, oh shit, yeah. Like for people like me that that aren't into you know what I'm saying the stocks as deep as you would go, oh shit, man, this is a good time to fucking buy right now. Like, let me go ahead and you know. But you never think of it like you just said. Like, unless you're buying a large amount, and holding on to it, like for a long time, right? You're not gonna you're make investing. no. Right, right, right. We're trading. We're not investing. Like ten years from now, Tesla will probably be at three hundred bucks. Right. Right. But it'll be three hundred bucks after it split seven times, just like Apple did. 
Apple is at 116 right now. Yeah, about 116. Apple, if you would, if Apple would never would have split, those shares would be in 40, 50, 60 thousand dollars a share, hundred thousand dollars a share. Jeez. Why do you think the original people that own Apple are rich but never bought Apple again? Because they split over and over and over again, and you keep getting those compound interest, that compound effect. Right. That's why you buy Apple. That's why people buy Apple because they pay a dividend. You can roll those dividends in more shares and they're a value company that grows over span of years. What we, what I'm trying to do is make money off options. There was something that you, that I that I uh, read that you had uh, posted one time, um, and I, and I think it's very important that because people miss out on this, man. And you, you had said something about everybody wants to get rich overnight or wants to become a millionaire overnight. It was it was something to that extent. Everybody wants to get rich slow. Yeah, but I mean, that's Warren Buffett. Okay, okay. So that's where I saw. Nobody it from. wants to get rich slow. Yeah, because the way the stock market is designed to do is that the money is transferred from the inpatient to the patient. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. That takes time. Yeah. That takes years. That Remember how I go 10, 20, 70%? Yep. That 10% is for growth. You put it in a stock market, it's going to grow right. over 10, 20 years. That compound effect, that $10 becomes 20, that 20 becomes 40, that 40 is 80. That it, it's the same question I ask everyone that I, I first start teaching. Would you rather me give you $4 million right now, cash money in a briefcase right now, or I'll give you a penny and I'll come back here every day and double that penny for 30 days. Right. Nobody takes a penny. Well, yeah, because everybody wants to get rich. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, I mean, everybody just wants that quick money, but nobody wants to uh, see that, see that growth and be patient is what it is. I mean, that's fucking yeah, key. Because the penny thing. is $5.36 million at the end of 30 days. Yeah, I saw that. You but, just posted that not too long ago. Yeah, but it doesn't become serious money until the 23rd day. Right. The twenty third day is when you reach like I, I believe it's like two point or two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Then I double it to five hundred thousand. Then I double it to a million. Then two million. Then four million. Right. And I'm doubling it every time I see you. No one wants to get rich on the twenty fourth or twenty fifth day. Right. Right. They want to get rich on the day one and day ten. That's not how the stock market works. And if it does, you got very like I did. I admit I got very lucky on Tesla. Right. That was my one day where I got very lucky. Now I'm using that money to build my money slowly because I have to keep my soldiers. Right. I paid off all my debt, paid off everything I need to. Now I have the freedom to make $300 a day. But I have to have the soldiers to do it. Right. If I would have lost all my money, I can't make $300 a day. If I go in debt, I can't make $300 a day because you can't be rich and in debt at the same time. You can. You can this way. I mean, obviously, like real estate is a way to leverage money and use leverage and margin to make more money. Right. I'm trying to do everything cash and show you can do cash. So that was my challenge this year. Turn 4,700 to 100K within a year, straight cash trading. No margin, nothing crazy, just cash to show you can do it. The moment you make 300 bucks, stop being ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $300 you didn't have yesterday, cash it out. Because that was the same way. I'd be up four or $5,000 on a trade and like, ah, oh, I'll just wait 10 more minutes. That 10 minutes cost me $4,000 because it reversed on me right? and I couldn't get rid of it. Man, bro. Now, the moment, is it, the moment I see that target, I take it. 
because I have to have those soldiers. I have to build that army. I might not have the army now, but two years from now, I'll have the army to be like, hey, look, all right, cool. I want to drop 20 grand on this because that 20 grand is my min force now. Yeah. Was it like right now my min force is I'll drop two grand on a trade. That's my min force. I can't go higher than that because I can't risk my soldiers. Right. Because if I lose them, I have to go back to the drawing board and rebuild my, my force. I really like the way you keep explaining things, man. Like for real, because it, it, it actually uh, makes sense to me. <laughs> and that's, I mean, I'm the same way. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not any different than anybody else. Like, right. I'm not, like I said, I don't have a college degree in finance. I didn't go to fucking Harvard to learn how to trade stocks. I literally just read some books. I found friends that know how to do the same thing I do. And I got a mentor and that mentor was like, Hey, do this, do that. And he showed me over a year and eventually he was like, all right, bro, I'm only going to correct you from now on. Right. Until then you're good. Just like any, just like when we are training privates. Right. You're right. good until I tell you otherwise. Exactly. All right, I'm going to show you the moment I say you're good. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll correct you here and there, but just keep learning on your way. And that's basically what I've done. Just learned on my way and just had someone, someone there to guide me. And now I owe it to somebody else to be that guy. I like love I said, that, man. The guy I learned from was a no shit broker and everything. And had everything, like, he he came from Wall Street. He showed me how to do everything. Yeah. So now I owe it to somebody else to show how he showed me. And he never showed me anything hard. Nothing difficult. Right. It's just these basic things. And now you can expand to that. It's just like basic CQB. We all know how to go to a room and turn left and right, right? Yep. That's all you got to do in the stock market. Now, we want to become more advanced and start learning how to make the cover calls, how you sell puts, how you sell, build these strategies called iron condors, straddles, butterflies, <laughs> how to minimize your risk yeah. on what you invest. Now you become more specialized. Now, instead of being regular infantry, now you're a Ragnar. <laughs> and now you start putting everything together and start making money off money you don't have. Yeah. You're using leverage, but you're not using leverage. I'm using stocks I already own to create more wealth for me. Now I'm at the Delta Force level. Right. Because those now I'm at the peak of what I can do. I know how to make money up and down. I know how to make money when the market goes sideways because I can trap it when yep. I sell covered and put calls. And it's just developing, but no one more straight from fucking basic training. You have to pay your dues. You have to learn basics. Right. In terms of basics, you're not going to learn how to trade. Because at the end of the day, if all this fails, I go back to basics. All right, cool. This price is moving up. Yeah. People like it. I buy. Grill style. That's basic <laughs> level. Cool. No one's buying, but no one's selling. That's more advanced. Now I know how to sell a covered put and a, a sell or buy a put here and sell a covered call. Now I can trap it because now I gain the premium. I can make money if it goes up. And if it goes down, I sell it each way. I can sell either way. Bro, you get me excited. Like I'm ready to put my money in it right now, man. <laughs> Dude, there's no better day than today, man. Uh, you, nah, like at some point you gotta say fucking and do it. Exactly. Oh, well, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I definitely am. Um, I, um, get into it. We'll talk a little bit more uh, offline here as soon as we get done. But um, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm fucking glad you're doing this, man. I'm glad uh, you know, you're bringing light to it so that more people can get interested in it and see the potential that there is out there. Um, and to actually 
think about building your future, man. So like, like you said, man, who the fuck wants to work forever? Like I, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to make enough money where I don't have to, me and my girl can, you know, just, just raise our kids and enjoy life, man. Cause I mean, I put 20 years in and you know what I mean? Like all the shit we did, all the shit we've been through, uh, it's time to enjoy life, man. And, and, and be stress free and just be happy. Just, you know what I mean? Just, just live life, man. Yeah, man. Just be happy, man. That's all you gotta do. Um, so, what? Um, how are you doing today mentally? How are you doing it? Like, 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 like you're good. You still got I me. Mean, you it still got your down is, days. Man. Yeah, you still got your down days. Like, there's up days, there's down days, but at least like that's one thing I've done the due diligence to give myself the tools. Yeah. I've seen a psychiatrist. I've talked to enough people. I've been through enough shit that I know that all, sometimes all I gotta do is step back and breathe, go do right. my yoga, right. do my stretches, go isolate myself for maybe a day yeah. and just breathe. Cause any day, like there's, there's nothing like I'm here today because I've overcome everything that's put, been put in front of me. Like no matter how shitty it was, no matter how hard it was, I'm still here. Right. Like, and the only thing, the only enemy you have back here in the United States is your own head. No one's, no one here is trying to kill us. Facts. No one here is trying to make us go do something that we don't want to fucking do. Right. You know, no one's trying to send us on the impossible mission that we always wanted. Yeah. Like the only person we're battling is our own head. And the moment you can win the war in your head, or at least try to. Right. And it's a war too. Like when I have to win this, like this is a lifelong war. Like every battle is a battle. Like every mission was a mission, right? Right. You have to survive that mission to get to the next mission. Right. Like don't don't self-select yourself thinking that you weren't good enough for the next mission just because this mission was shitty. Like unless someone physically killed you, like don't hurt yourself because you made it. Exactly, man. You made you made it to the next mission. Yeah. Go on to the next day. Right. Like that's it. Again, the only people trying to hurt us is ourselves. That's it. That's uh, hundred. 10% trip, uh, facts, man. Um, we're our worst enemy, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, man. So let me ask you this, man. Um, what um, advice would you give to that dude who's right now getting ready to retire from the military period? You got to set yourself up, man. If you haven't, if you're being straight, Retired doing ETS without setting your med board up, line up your VA. Yeah. Get that taken care of first because that's how you get paid. That's going to add your DOD pension. That's going to add your VA pension. And then you get your combat related stuff and pay or whatever. Right. You right. have to get all three of those paid. If you don't get those through, that's that's just a 25 minute goal right there. Right. Because that's thousands of dollars you get for the rest of your life just for waking up. <laughs> that's no one goal. Yeah. Little by little, you need to take it away from it. The VA sucks. And it's going to be a pain in the ass. But you also have the lawyers from the care coalition that will represent you for free. Yep. All you got to do is reach out. Like, there's everyone's willing to help you. You just have to, like, throw up that flag. Like, you can do it all by yourself, which is not recommended. And people out there do suck. Right. But for every five people you meet that suck, there'll be one, that one person out there that really legit helps you. And like, oh, shit. And they're going to be able to help you with everything else, too. I don't oh. under, I don't understand how people um and I and I really don't I and like when people are getting out and they think that they're too good for the VA money I'm like bro like that's money that you're owed man like like 
Yeah. Like you're stupid. You pay that money already. Huh? I guess money you already put into your account. Exactly. You, the VA is there to help us as vets. Your right. body paid for that. Right. Like you're never gonna get that money back. So you, or that pain back. You're not gonna get those bulging discs back. You're not gonna get those torn shoulders back. You're not gonna get those. You know that PTSD, PTSD ain't never being healed. Right. No matter what the VA says they can do, heal right. you my ass. They're not gonna heal you. You already earned that money. Go collect it. Dude. And they collect all of it. Like no. don't we were saying the word slaves again. Those are your slaves that someone else owns right now. Go get your fucking slaves and put them to work for you. Right. If not, someone else is gonna snatch those slaves up and then put them to work for them. Bro, we work with some hard-headed fucking friends, man. I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's some hard-headed buddies. Oh, when, out there. I was one of them. Until he was like, you know what? Fuck this. I kind of like not doing something getting paid for it. Yeah. But, but it all, again, remember, the money should never be the goal. Exactly. I can give a fuck less how much money I make. I give most of my money away anyway. Right. Like, to this day, I probably, I can't, like I said, I'm debt free. I have a decent amount of money to myself, but most of it, I give away. Like, damn. What's the point of having money if your right. friends don't have money or like your friends are struggling? Like, right. It doesn't make right. any fucking sense. You know, because once you learn how to fish, you can give all your fish away because you know you go out the next day and fish again and get more. Yeah. I know I can give all my money away and wake up tomorrow. As long as I have a thousand dollars in a cell phone, I'm gonna make a thousand dollars again that day. That's that's uh. That's pretty interesting you say that, man, because like me and my buddies, um, I got some very close friends of mine that I say this to all the time. Like, man, like if I'm eating, you're eating. Like if you're sitting at yeah. my table, like we're all eating. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to sit at my table and just watch me eat. Like if you're at my table, like we're all we're all going to get a piece of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, 100%. And, I mean, and we were all there together fucking before. Exactly. Like, we were like hanging out in the MREs and like shit after Afghanistan. <laughs> we might as well fucking be balling out at some restaurant and eat steak together now. Right, right. But I, I mean, I don't want to enjoy a steak if my boys aren't with me. Right. Bro, I love that. I love that. I'm going to use that. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. And, 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 and talking to me, man, hopefully I can get you back here again. Uh, you know, what I like to do is, you know, hopefully later on we can figure out something else, maybe get some dudes, uh, you know, ask them some questions or maybe, you know what I'm saying? Call and call in or something like that. And you, yeah, man, man, I think that'd be pretty fucking pretty cool, man. Um, what, if you want to go ahead, man, tell people where uh, they can find you at. You know what I mean? If you, uh, uh, well, as far as YouTube. I'm still and, working on the link to the YouTube channel. It's called like <laughs> Ragnar underscore stock. I'm still trying to figure out how I find the shit myself. All right. Hey, y'all. He's yeah. he's going to send me that shit. Or I'm going to find it. And I'm going to go ahead and put, yeah. uh, post it down on the uh, in the description of this episode for y'all. Uh, so when I find it, when I get it, <laughs> I'll go ahead and put it down there for y'all, man. I'm just, a, I'm, I'm just a baby to this. I'm learning. Hey. I'm learning how to do it. But yeah, I'll send you the link for sure. Bro, I struggled hard with this technical shit, man. When I, I, I struggled hard with it, man. Like now it's finally at a stage where like, you know what I'm saying? I'm hopping and popping with everything, the editing and stuff like that. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, getting, it's getting a little better, man. But yeah, bro, um, I appreciate it, man. And I am fucking excited to to see the uh, YouTube. Um, I'm excited to um, start investing in, in, in 
annoy <laughs> annoy the fuck out of you through my texts. <laughs> so, do it, man. <laughs> but uh, again, man, I appreciate it, brother. I really do, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. It means it means the world. You uh, support me and 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 even considering this, man. Um, no, so 100%. I, I, I'm glad you reached out. Like, again, I like me. You same. I just want to help that out. Exactly. One man. way or the other, we all did together. And that's another thing I want to get out there too. Like this, this is what blows my mind. And I hear this all the time. Like a vet's a vet to me. Right. Like I keep hearing that. Oh, I was just a cook or I was just a mechanic or I just did this. Like, Hey bro, remember when you, if you were a cook, fine, you were a cook. You checked in 44, like 45 of us checked in one day in the child hall in Bogram, right? Yeah. Yep. They, only four of us, 40 of us got lunch. You knew five died. Like, just because you weren't out there on the battlefield with us doesn't doesn't mean you didn't suffer with us. Like, you knew you knew all our faces walking in, and all of a sudden the next day there was five less faces. Yeah. Like, fuck you if it doesn't affect you. Right. Like the mechanics. Every time one of our strikers and fucking MRAPs came back all blown up. Like, oh okay, I wasn't out there. I was just a mechanic, but you cleaned the blood out of the striker. Right. You care carry the bottles out. You had to fucking rebuild the striker that got blown up. Like you. Stop selling yourself short. Can Just because you weren't out there with us physically doesn't mean you didn't know who the fuck we were every time we were there. I want to um, um, just, in, I know we're at the end of it, but I got one question only because you brought this up, man. And I just have one last question for you. Um, what, what do you think it's because the way we grew up in Range Battalion, because we, we all went through RIP together. So we, all right, let me retract here. So, I was telling somebody this just the other day. That's why I'm so interested in what you just said right now. Cause I was just telling somebody this the other day where like, um, in range battalion, we all went through rips. So like you all yeah. struggled together. You were all, and I remember growing up in range battalion and I was always taught by my leadership to respect everybody else. Cause everybody's doing their part for the fucking mission. Just cause they ain't knocking that yeah. door down. Doesn't mean that they're not fucking doing their part. So my question to you is this, man, I realized so I've always had respect for other MOSs because I'm not doing this by myself. You know what I'm saying? And two, when I got to SF, I saw a huge difference where motherfuckers were talking shit about support guys. And I'm like, yo, that motherfucker yeah. is putting in work. Like, do you understand when we go home at noon or 13, he's there working on this shit at, till fucking, you know, 2000 or whatever. Like, he's putting in work. And um, do you think it's because of the way that we were raised in Ranger Battalion that, that gave us such respect for everybody else? And we, you were never better than anybody. You were never better than anybody else because everybody was putting in the same amount of work as you, like in some way or some yeah, form. I think at the end of the day, that's the difference is when we threw rip, it was all MOSs went through rip together and right. we all got the tambourine. Right. But then they, when, once we got the tambourine, you went and did your MOS. Yep. SF is you bring in a bunch of MOSs and then the only the few get the green beret, right? Yep. The rest of support yep. and support is directed to go to the groups. I knew that when I went through rip, that guy who just cooked me my omelet, me and him just went through demolition, CQB training, everything to get her rip. Yep. That cook has a ranger tab. Right. That cook went through selection with me. Right. The moment that cook with the ranger tab decides he wants to be an 11 Bravo, all he has to do is go to S1 and be like, hey, I want to be online. And that cook is right the fuck next to me. Yep. It doesn't happen in SF. And that's you can't go grab. You can't go grab the SF cook in our chow hall and be like, hey, you're coming out on a mission with us because you're like, oh, no, I'm just a cook. Right. The cook's in the ranger regiment. Like, no, nah, bro, hell yeah, I'm a fucking ranger. Right. I might be a cook. I'm a goddamn ranger. He went to the same shit we did. Same training, everything. Yeah. I, I, um, he earned it the same. Yeah, man. I, 
You know, Andy, man, that was one thing, man. Like, you know, I don't know what your experience was when you went to seventh group. Um, I like being in fifth group. It's just, it was such a different culture, such a different environment, such a different vibe that it was something I wasn't used to. You know what I mean? I, I like, I didn't like it as much. I'll be honest. I I, I preferred Ranger Battalion just, just because of the boys, I think it was, was the biggest difference for me. But yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't like that, man. Like the way people would talk about the support dudes and literally the way they would treat them and the way they, you know what I mean? I was like, bro, like you're not better than this dude like you just happen to go to the q course like you're not you better than that guy. dude two years ago <laughs> you know what i'm saying i didn't even think of that but yeah you're right <laughs> huh I got somebody else calling me real quick that I have to take. Yep, yep. Yeah, man. No, you good, bro. But yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. And um, I'm going to link everything um, um, in there, man. Uh, and we'll continue this conversation again, man. But oh, I, for sure, bro. I, I appreciate you coming on, brother. Yeah, I appreciate all your time, man. Be safe. Let all me know right. whenever you need anything else. Will do, man. I'm always here. All right, brother. Take care, man. All right, brother. All right, later. See ya.